it's just about getting the unsaid said. Because a lot of times in a team, it's not the things that people say that are really important, it's the things they're not saying. And how do we get the unsaid said? You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 5, a podcast dedicated to informing, educating, and influencing the future of housing and services for seniors. Powered by sponsors AccuShield, Connected Living, Hamilton Captel, Inquire, One Day, LTC REIT, It's Never Too Late, Meridian Capital Group, Salinity, The Bridge Group Construction, and produced by Salinity Marketing. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, this senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas. We are here in sunny Orlando, Florida at the FSLA conference. It's an exciting time, and we have an incredible guest on, the keynote speaker for this morning. We want to welcome Max Major to the program. Hello. Hello, everybody out there. Hey. Good morning. Well, so Max, a fascinating background for you. You're a world-renowned mentalist. Uh, You were also a competitor on uh, America's Got Talent and the world's fastest hypnotist, which is frankly terrifying to me. Uh, uh, Please. Uh, And and that's it. uh, No. We got to hear some of your story on stage, but for our audience that wasn't here, Uh fill them in on how you even be be coming to these categories. Yeah, okay, so we should start with what a mentalist is and is not, uh, and then maybe we go from there. So um, I'm really just fascinated with the mind and with human nature, and I, I think the mind is magic. You know, we are the only creature on the planet that can think a thought in one moment and be happy and be on top of the world, and then a moment later we can think an entirely different thought and we can be sad and depressed, you know? So the thoughts that we hold in our head, they really shape our reality, and I, I think that is magic in a way, right? So we could hold the thought in our mind that we are unlucky and bad things always happen to us, and guess what? We're gonna be unlucky and bad things are always gonna happen to us. Or we can hold the thought that, wow, I'm so lucky, I have a great life, and that's gonna shape the way we view the world as well. So I think that first and foremost, the mind is very powerful. And part of what I like to demonstrate on stage is some of the things the mind can do. And so the topics that I'm interested in are influence and body language and hypnosis. And so it looks a lot like mind reading uh, in that that way. Um, This started for me when I was a kid, uh, when I was 18 years old. My dad was actually hypnotized so he could quit smoking. And uh, I was fascinated by this, you know, like he was he was always trying to quit. Nothing ever worked, you know, cold turkey, the patch, the gum, whatever it is. And um, one day after work, he didn't tell us, he just went to see a hypnotherapist. And he came home, and he never smoked again and still doesn't smoke to this day, you know, 20 years later. And I thought, you know, that is a real-life superpower. I mean, if you can just, like, you know, get inside someone's mind and change their whole life, then that's going to be something I should look into. (laughs) So, you know, just like I learned with hypnosis with my dad, the words that we use, they have the ability to influence others, whether or not we're conscious of the language we're choosing. But also the words we use when we talk to ourselves influence us as well. And the thing about the mind is it doesn't really discriminate uh, between like where ideas come from, whether it's your own thought or an idea that someone else gave to you, whether it's something you heard when you were a kid that stuck with you, that's mm-hmm. echoed in your mind for 20 years, or something that a coworker said. So being aware of the thoughts that we're having, but also where they come from, I think is a really important lesson for everybody, because as we learned with my father and as we learned with people on stage today, our words can literally shape the choices that other people make. Well, Max, so you had this moment, you shared a little bit about your dad's experience that obviously had huge influence on you. Can you tell us a little bit about the journey from that point? I mean, you've had tons of success. You've been on TV. My kids, by the way, are going to geek out because they watch America's (laughs) 
ta- uh, got talent all the time, but tell us about the journey. Yeah, so that, that was a big turning point for me when I was 18. After high school, uh, I started performing everywhere, conferences, conventions, you know, but it wasn't glamorous, right? It was used car lots and birthday parties <laughs> and weddings. Anything you can think of, I, I performed at. And that was really where I started to experiment and learn about people. And I would try my theories out on stage and see, could I get someone to make the choices I want them to make? And so that continued on. I'm 38 years old. So 20 years later, I did my first show when I was 14. Um, and it's just been a progression. You know, it's, it's constantly learning and integrating the things that I find interesting into my show. And the difference between a mentalist and a magician is like with a magic trick, you can practice that at home in front of a mirror and you can know it's going to work. Like, you know, the mechanics, you know, okay, th- this will work. But with what I do, you really can't test it at home you need a person to try it on a stranger right so a lot of the things that I do I I have to figure out on stage and so I'll have a theory about human nature or maybe it's something I learned from a social experiment or psychology and then I'll literally have to go on stage and and take a shot you know and in a lot of ways it kind of makes it like jazz right I'm sort of like shifting gears throughout the show Um, so so yeah that was the path was just performing at larger events and bigger crowds and I I performed I think almost 3,000 shows now all over the world Um, did events for Richard Branson for Dan Snyder, owner of the Redskins, um, some Supreme Court justices, you know, lots of corporate events. Um, really, I've had a such a fun ride in uh, 2020. I was actually invited to perform on America's Got Talent. So that was another really exciting opportunity for me. Um, prior to that, I kind of mentioned this on stage, I had been very sick for uh, about three years with Lyme disease. And it had gotten so bad that I was at a point where I was sure that I was never going to perform again. You know, I, I had sort of accepted the fact that, like, this is my life now. You know, some days I didn't have the energy to get up or get on the stairs. And I was like, well, this is it. It's, it was a fun ride. Um, but eventually I found my way out of that hole, and I found a lot of perspective along the way. And um, literally when I stepped on stage for America's Got Talent, that was the first time I had performed for anyone in over three years. So Pretty it was big, a big stage. Yeah, it was a big moment for me to kind of come back and return and to prove to myself that I still could do this. Um, and ever since, I've, I've just been more inspired and, and more driven than ever. So, so this is not you go to you make a decision you're going to go to a school and get educated on how to do this. Yeah. So everything it seems like was just self-taught. You just made in up your mind way, you were going to do this. In a way, I did go to college. Uh, okay. I studied business at the University of Maryland, and that for me was not a backup plan. It was like part of the plan. You know, if I, I felt like if I knew how to run a business, then I could do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Show business, right? So um, that, was, that was a big piece of the puzzle and kind of helped me frame how I would turn this into a career and not just something that was fun and a hobby. And then the rest of the skills I learned from a variety of places. You know, some of it's experimentation, some of it's research I do on the internet, but there's conferences. You know, mentalism is maybe a dozen different disciplines that you study. One of them can be hypnosis. So there's workshops you can go to and courses. You can take a course online and learn how to be a hypnotist. Um, you can learn from books and uh, it's a bit of a community approach to learning it's like a collected body of knowledge so everything that you create kind of adds back into that pool and you draw from it Um, you know I have friends that I collaborate with creative partners things like that so yeah it's a combination of like formal education and training at like a hypnosis workshop for example to just um, experimenting you know I live in Las Vegas so you can go out on the street any day of the week any time of day and there are you know, uh, Focus vic- victims uh, everywhere you look, you know, it's like a human Petri dish in Las Vegas. And so I can try things out on the street and on strangers. And I put a lot of that content on my Instagram and it's really fun um, to just try some of those things for the first time um, out on the street. And then I go, okay, if it works on a stranger, then 
it'll work on stage for 3,000 people or whatever it is. <laughs> well, what you're doing is really complicated, and you mentioned, like, show business. I mean, yeah. you never know, like, who's going to stab you in the back. Like, it's it's very complicated. I imagine mm. it's a bit of a roller coaster. It's, it's kind of a grind. Um, you know, the, the two years uh, that we've all come out of, the senior living industry, number one, is very complicated. Um, we're dealing with not just housing. We're dealing with dining. We're dealing with care. We're dealing with end of life. Um, it's very, very complicated, um, and it's very emotional. And I think that there's probably a lot of kind of segues and, and bridges mm. on how do you uh, mm. develop influence in a very complicated arena? How do you um, uh, know who to connect with and uh, okay. developing that empathy and trust? Sure. So I think the skills that I have and the things that I study would be helpful for anyone in any area of life, whether you work at a senior facility or you're having a conversation with someone at home. In a way, you're always selling. You're selling an idea, right? Even if you're not selling a physical product, you're selling an idea to your team, to your wife, to your partner, whatever it is. So that's where the influence side of it works. And influence kind of gets a bad rap. It's like a lot of people think of influence as like the used car salesman who's trying to trick you into Buying doing, a minivan. Yeah, buying the minivan, you know, that <laughs> won't start after you leave the lot. But it, it's not. It's, it's, it's about being a more effective communicator. So if I could teach you to be a more effective communicator, would that help you in your life? 100%. Josh needs a lot of help with that, actually. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah. I totally knew that was That's coming. That's why I looked at you. Yeah, Max, <laughs> I knew you. I already feel it. Yeah. You're about to unpack My body me. language, the moment he said that, I was like, this is an intervention, actually. <laughs> this is not, this not, not a podcast. Thank God. Max and I have this talked. This is not a podcast. Thank Many God this is not this. Live. <laughs> so we, Stop it, Max. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, if I could teach you to be more influential, you could have a bigger impact on the people in your lives, the people that you work with. And likewise, the other side of that coin is, is body language, is reading people, right? And the way I want you to think about body language is think of it as like another form of listening. So if I could teach you haha, to be a better listener, would that help you in your life? Say again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, would it help you at work? Of course. Would yes, it help you at yes. home? Amazing. Would it help you with your family? Amazing. Of course. Yes. So um, these are two tools that you can take out into the world. It's about being a more effective communicator, getting your ideas across, and about being a better listener because body language is just more information. That's all it is. And again, it's not a, a nefarious thing about decoding lies and you know trying to know what's really going on in someone's mind. It's, it's just about getting the unsaid said because a lot of times in a team, okay, we work in a team environment, it's not the things that people say that are really important, it's the things they're not saying. And how do we get the unsaid said? So we could do a little mini body language workshop if you want. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's say you're walking into a meeting with uh, some of the other folks in administration in the facility that you work at, right? Team meeting, all hands, that kind of thing. The first thing you want to do is you want to take a snapshot of everyone. What is their baseline? So freeze, don't move. If I looked at the two of you, I would just notice what you're doing now without judgment. I'm not trying to see through it. I'm just observing. Okay, one arm on the table, one arm here on the lap. Yep, and then both hands on the lap here. And I would just notice your baseline. So I take a snapshot in my mind, okay? Because no one piece of body language means anything in isolation. There's nothing that means they're always lying or this or that. The only thing that matters is changes in body language, right? So now that we have a snapshot in our head, as we continue the meeting and continue the conversation, we're going to look for shifts in body language. Sure. You don't need a technical chart to tell you what these things mean. All you're going to do is you're going to notice if someone shifts from an open posture to a closed posture. Well, what is that? Is this an open or a closed posture? Closed. Closed, closed right? 
Am I more open or closed? Open. If I'm leaning into you, am I more open or closed? Engaged. Yeah, if I'm leaning back. Mm, closed out, yeah. right? Uh -huh. So you know these things yeah. naturally. We do this sure. as a human being. Okay. So when you notice a change in someone's posture, the most important one is from an open posture to a closed posture. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you offended them or you upset them. All it means is that a thought has crossed their mind that has created a shift in them. Mm -hmm. And so instead of us looking at them and trying to code, what does this mean and be mind readers, right? We're not going to do that. Instead, all we're going to do when we notice someone shift from an open posture to a closed posture is we're going to stop talking. That's the hardest part. And we're just going to ask. We're going to shift the conversation and we're going to go, what's on your mind right now? Or what do you think of everything I said so far? Because sometimes we get so caught up in delivering the points that we want to make. We have an agenda. We have a PowerPoint that we don't pause to notice what's happening with the group. We're having Because it's a conversation, right? Sure. It's a meeting. And the problem is if we note that in our head and we keep moving because we have an agenda, then that thought is going to leave their head and you're not going to be able to get it out of them, right? And they're going to have trouble re recreating what that moment was in their mind. So if instead, let's say we're talking about, I don't know, new hours or something, right? And we notice that at that moment, one of the people in the group, you know, they cross their arms, they lean back, and maybe they disengage a little bit instead of guessing what it is that they're thinking mm -hmm. we're just going to stop talking and we're going to say hey what do you think of everything i said so far mm -hmm. and right at that moment you've opened a doorway to the thought that is currently in their mind mm -hmm. and you've given them permission to share it sure. and so now instead of guessing they're going to say well you know what to be honest i don't know if i can take on this new project because i have so much responsibility with this other thing you asked of me that you said it's due by friday and i don't know how i'm supposed to pull all of this off Sure. And so would you like me to deprioritize this current project and work on this new thing, you know, or is there someone else that could work on this, right? Sure. But if we don't take that moment to see, then we, then we lose that thought. Because, again, it's about getting the unsaid said. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's probably the, the best tip I can give you is when you see a shift from an open posture to something close, stop talking, look at that person, invite them into the conversation and say, hey, what's on your mind? What just, what just crossed your mind? Or what do you think of what I've said so far? Super powerful. Super pro, powerful. Pro tips from Max. That's and it. that explains why you never ask what I'm thinking. Never. I, no, I did <laughs> that never one time. Paused. I did that one you time. You did it one time. I, I learned messed up. The hard way. <laughs> so um, as we kind of close out the conversation, let's shift back to your very exciting career. What's, yeah. uh, let's just kind of maybe fire, fire uh, some questions. What's one of your favorite performances of all time, either location or yeah. act or people? Uh, I would have to say, like, America's Got Talent is one of the fondest memories of my life. Sure. It was so much fun. It was a roller coaster. You know, particularly if I, if I had to pick an act that I did, it was my quarterfinals act where I had everyone at home draw a picture. Uh, I won't spoil it any more than that, but if you wanted to look up Max Major AGT and look at my quarterfinals act, um, I think that was one of my favorite things I've ever created. It was very unique because it was a virtual crowd. It was like mid-government shutdowns. So there was no audience physically. So I chose to perform for you know, hundreds of families around the world that called in over Zoom. And uh, that was a really unique thing to do to try to read minds through a screen rather than with a person who's physically in the room. So that was just a unique situation where I got to create something really fun. Most, most of the shows that involve travel, I, I love seeing new places. And uh, I just did a TV show in Rome. It's like their version of America's Got Talent. Yeah. So I, I went to do that and um, performed there and got to spend some time in Italy where I had never been. So yeah, it's a fun part of the job is getting to travel and see new places and meet new people and learn about new cultures. And yeah. 
and Simon Cowell is not an easy guy to win over. It seems like you've had no. some success there. Yeah, he was my like greatest fan during the show. I was so lucky to have him as an ally because he was really pulling for me in the early rounds. Um, so that was, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> my gosh. Fascinating experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, so can you tease us maybe what's next on the future for you? Is there any big announcements or anything you want to just Ooh. drop here for the senior living crew? Wow. Okay, <laughs> so um, I've been putting out short-form content on my TikTok and Instagram uh, for the last, like, three years. Um, but I secretly in the background, I've just recently started working on a longer-form project that's going to live on YouTube. So uh, you heard it here first. There's a new wow. series, uh, bi-weekly, every two weeks. It's going to be on my YouTube channel. Um, you can look me up anywhere on the Internet. Just type in Max Major, you'll find me. But, yeah, that'll be a really fun one. Heck, yeah. So we're going to connect all of the senior living world to you and all of your socials and your new YouTube that we've heard first right That's here right, right here that's cat. right it'll be all in the show notes you can go to btgvoice.com we'll make sure that we connect with max there a fascinating conversation and if you want him to attend one of your corporate events or a conference or an event that you're planning he'd be delighted to have that conversation with you we can say firsthand that it was absolutely stunning i'm not going to give any spoilers uh -huh. away but we were literally blown away by uh the progression of the event and specifically the end so uh you won't regret uh talking to max yeah. and their team uh if i could leave your listeners or viewers with a little gift if anybody wanted to go deeper down this rabbit hole maybe i could throw a few book recommendations yes, at you please do cool so i think like the bible for learning body language is a book called what every body is saying mm -hmm. uh it's by joe navarro he was a fbi interrogator so you know he really got in there real world he's not a scholar it's like real world stuff you mm -hmm. know for 25 years on the job he was uh, decoding what was going on inside someone's head. So that's a wonderful place to start. Uh, another foundational book, if you want to learn influence, is called Influence by Robert uh, Cialdini. Mm -hmm. And he has a follow-up to that called Presuasion, which is a really good book mm -hmm. all about setting the scene for a conversation before. It's like how you persuade before presuasion, how you persuade before the meeting ever starts. And that would be really helpful, how you set up the room, how's the lighting, where are you sitting, you know, who's sure. in what chair. Uh, how do you frame the conversation? Those are two amazing resources. And then if anyone wants to go further down the rabbit hole, if you read either of those two books and either the body language or the influence stuff speaks to you, send me a message you know, anywhere online and I'd love to send you on a little journey down, down either of those paths. So that's a great place to start. Real world stuff you can take right into your life. That's awesome. Max Major on the Bridge the Gap Network. Thank you for your time. Safe travels back to Las Vegas. And that's another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with Josh and Lucas. Connect with the BTG Network team and use your voice to influence the industry by connecting with us at btgvoice.com.